Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 3-0 Take, where we talk all things Major League Baseball. Here's Kyle Corwin and Nate Reyes. It all starts right now. Welcome back to the 3-0 Take, presented by Big League Chew. This is episode 269. I'll be your host, Kyle Corwin, and I'm here with my co-host, Nate Reyes. Nate. What's up, guys? Kind of a... Uh... Kind of a somber day. We, um, you know, let some people, like our, you know, close friends, loved ones, stuff like that, kind of in the loop. But uh, this is actually going to be my last episode. Um, you know, Kyle and I kind of just see a little differently moving forward. And the new um, job, unfortunately, yeah, won't new al- job won't allow you to continue forward with this conflict of yeah. interest. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's just new things that I'm going to be doing, and. Uh, yeah, man, it's it's been it's been a fun ride. So thanks everybody and Kyle. Thanks. Looks man. like looks like I'm gonna have to go back to episode one, riding riding solo dolo. Let's see how that goes. I'm not really looking forward to that, but uh, here we are. What was that? 200, 268 episodes. Two hundred sixty eight episodes, man. And um, you know my final final episode two sixty nine lands on April first. April Fools, suckers! I ain't going nowhere. Love Come that on now. Love that. Ain't going nowhere. Uh, Nate, episode two sixty nine. Today is the start of the season mailbag episode. We're gonna be taking some questions from some listeners, from followers, whatever you'd like to call yourself. Uh, if you're listening to this podcast, you it's up to you. Whatever you wanna, whatever you wanna title yourself. We still haven't come up with a name, by the way, for like our our crew, mm. for the three O Take listener crew. Oh yeah, we might have to figure that out and establish that this season. Um, the three O hackers, the three O hackers, uh, before we get into that though, we got a few housekeeping items. We, we got to dig into, um, got some, some things in the news, things in the headlines we got to address. Uh, but before we even get to that, I was reminded, uh, or rather it was pointed out to me that I did not answer the question last episode about where my favorite place to sit in the park was. <laughs> yeah. Somebody, I think somebody said the only thing I got from that conversation was where I should sit if I go to Yankee Stadium. And yeah, that's, yeah, that's a valid point. So <laughs> let me let me just address that before we before we get going. Um, I I was thinking about it a little bit this morning because I knew we were gonna have to address this. Um, I would say for me probably the third base side. Okay, wherever that. Maybe at any particular ballpark, you know, like you like the third base side. Some huh? are a little closer than others. Um, yeah. And I was trying to think about why that is, and I don't know. Tell me if this is crazy, or tell me as a as a former baseball player yourself, tell me if this makes sense. Is it weird to think that maybe subconsciously I prefer the left side of the or the third base side of the field because I have the vantage point? Yeah, like the, the what you're used to. Kind of just like the side of the field that I'm yeah. used to seeing. Is that is that saying. weird to say? No, not at all. Because I when I was see what you're saying, because when, when I was thinking about like what sides of the state, because it's not like nobody's ever gonna say, yeah, I like sitting out in the dead center, like no, the furthest yeah. row back. So it's usually yeah. gonna be like first base, third base, behind home plate. That from yeah. that vantage point. When I was thinking about which one for me, I immediately went to third base, and I was like, well, I gotta figure, I gotta get to the bottom of why why i prefer third base is a good spot i like first and third base just because like for for your side i think you have a better angle of like a bang bang play at first base right that angle of you know when he caught it 
and you can tell where the runner is kind of thing. Same thing, the vantage point you're used to. The only thing I don't like is that you're, you know, you're facing the back of most hitters that are righties. Um, so I don't love that, but I love being on the side because we can see like up or down in the strike zone, get a better idea of, you know, like I said, those bang, bang plays at first base, like stuff like that. Cause right behind home. Great. I mean, great spot for sure, but probably not my favorite. I don't think you can't even really see the zone. You know, everything looks like a strike from back there. That's why when you watch games on TV, the people freaking out are the ones that are always in those first, like that first section right behind home plate. Yeah, so. get them in the old hee ho, and it's like yeah. a foot outside. It's yeah, like, well, no, that's... you can't you can't tell because the big like a big bet catcher's body that like kind of blocks the zone. Like can't really tell. So and you know the side a little bit. You got the umpire back there. Which speaking of umpires, Nate, perfect uh, segue into our our next topic of discussion, and that is that Major League Baseball plans to ump plans to mic umpires starting next week so we're taking the nfl needed it yeah needed it for sure it just makes sense um especially for weird plays like i was watching uh who was i watching yesterday i was watching a college baseball game yesterday good for you good for you it was an sec matchup i want to say lsu but i'm not entirely sure i can't remember lsu and auburn that was the game yeah yep um and it was like this check swing hits off the knob but the hitter's like kind of acting like it hit his pinky right ball goes into fair territory but actors like you know i mean like the hitters like acting like it hit him so he's just standing there shaking his hand so we don't know if like okay what like what's the call but they called time and the result of the play was a foul ball and i'm like well that's not possible it's either a hit by pitch or a fair ball because it hit the knob and went into fair territory the pitcher picked it up so that's the kind of stuff where I'm like, I need a, I give need some, an explanation here because clarity here. Blake. Yeah, because commentators are basically just somewhat guessing. I would say it's an educated guess, but for the most part, our commentators, our broadcasters, those guys are just guessing. They don't have an idea. They're just like us. So having some clarity there is good. Um, also, you know, I'm ready for like those those videos that come out of managers getting tossed, and it's like an unedited you know, field just level, just raw soundbite of them just going off. I need more of that. So I'm not saying let that, <laughs> let the mic turn on and let everybody in the crowd hear, but I don't know. It helps. I'm going to need, yeah, I'm going to need the umpire to quote accidentally forget to flip off the mic and just let it rip over the loudspeakers. We see it. We see it in the NFL. You know what I'm saying? Like, they come on, they flip their mic on, they're like, you know, offsides, number 92 or whatever, right? And then every once in a while, you'll hear a player in the background, like, yelling, you know? So, I'm down for that. I like that. Bring that um, in the MLB side, and, like, you can hear a manager yelling from the dugout while the, <laughs> while the umpire's announcing it. I'm all about it. The only, I will say, if if for no other reason, I'm just glad that this news was announced because it finally revealed to me if it wasn't clear to me already that the facebook comment section is just a cesspool like i went on there and i was after i put out the announcement (laughs) or like the news post or whatever i looked at one of the comments and the guy was like gotta be kidding me i'm gonna i'm gonna make sure to turn the volume down for this not everything needs to be drama and then i'm just gonna turn it back up when he's done i'm like how do you watch football games like yeah what weirdo who are you who are you sticking it to fella i don't know Turn the volume down and then turn it back up? Come on. 
but I think this is all this is all good stuff. Um, this is all good because like I would say if you're a fan of both the NFL and Major League Baseball and you and you like watching both games, I would say if you're an average fan for both, you could probably name more NFL refs than you could Major League umpires. And it's for this reason. Transparency, going in front of the camera, you know, things like that. If it is the crew chief great if it if the crew chief lines up to be behind the dish and he's wearing all his gear he's got to take his mask off and you know turn and face the you know like the score this because the scorekeeper's always up there in the booth right around the section of you know commentators broadcasters all the media people so that's what i'm thinking is there's going to be like a camera angle that's like straight down from that i don't know but either way it gets us familiar it gives multiple opportunities during a game for maybe the name to pop up the umpire's name to pop up on the screen gives it it gives more opportunities for the broadcaster to say these umpires names so we may not see like a immediate effect but give it a year or two we're going to start to recognize more umpires their trends understand the type of umpire they are outside of you know maybe our three or four you know, Angel Hernandez, C.B. Buckner, you know, guys like that, you know, that we're used to those big names because they're not good. You know, when you when you watch NFL games, there's some refs that people like. I, I remember like Ed Hockley. He was the one that was always ripped. He was like in yeah. his 60s, but just absolutely jacked wearing a shirt that was too small. But he was a good ref. You know, everything he said was straightforward. So it it could bring both negative and positive feedback, but at least there's feedback now that we're going to get as a fan. And there's now an opinion that can be created about more umpires out of this. Yeah, I'm all I'm all for it. I'm all for the transparency. Um, put these guys in a position to actually make a call that they're going to be forced to explain, stand mm-hmm. behind, account for. I mean, I'm all for it. And anybody that's saying they're against this, it, I just feel like that's kind of odd. Like I, I know in the comments I saw some people making uh, mention of the how like this isn't necessarily going to speed the game up, how this goes against Manfred's mission of speeding the game up. And I'm like, nah, for somebody nah. who doesn't care about the length of the game, like this doesn't bother me, but I could, oh. I could, I could see where that would maybe create a little confusion as to what Manfred's actually trying to do here. But yeah, but, all things considered, I, I see, I think we're not going to get it as often as the NFL. You know what I mean? We don't have those types of, of plays where it, it needs explanation right i bet we could potentially have some games where it doesn't happen at all we're only talking about maybe one or two times in a game where it's some type of controversial play especially with replay involved right if it's a bang bang play at first you're not going to need an explanation you're just going to get the same old out safe call but if like you said if if we see like yeah like a guy overslide the bag something like that maybe this college play is an example yeah like a balk play, uh, you know, uh, left early on a tag up, um, you know, the weird stuff, like the really weird stuff. Yeah. That's no the need. kind of stuff we're going to get explanation on. There's, like you said, we're not going to need a, an explanation on a simple safer out call. It's a bang, bang play. It's either one no. way or the other. No need to freak out. Um, yeah. If you're a Yankee fan, I'd be freaking out. You got uh, your GM coming out and blaming the Astros for the fact that they haven't won a World Series since 2009, which 
news to me. I didn't realize the Astros have been cheating since 2009 because and every, every year, yeah, every year, every, every year game we've matched up with them. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of wild how how that news broke and didn't really seem to elicit yeah. any response from the baseball world. But I mean, you would think a cheating scandal that has been revealed to be longer than just the one season. I mean, we're going back to 2009. It's a pretty big deal. Nobody yeah. seems to be really talking about it, but. Yeah. That's what Brian Cashman thinks is this, is the case. So uh, feel free to share your thoughts on on your general manager. Soft. The whole the whole mentality has just gone soft. You know, if if uh, if the boss was still here, Cashman would have been gone long ago. But if Cashman was around still, he wouldn't be allowed to say stuff like this. And the reason it upset me is because like me watching and being involved with like spring training Yankee talk and interviews and you know hearing stuff like that the whole clubhouse mentality is like now flipped a switch where it's like we, we haven't done anything like we haven't done anything it's time to get pissed off because we haven't done anything i'm done with the past nothing to talk about here stop talking about stuff four or five years old let's get into the fact that we haven't done anything let's get angry let's get pissed so like say what you will about donaldson and money and you know, payroll and stuff like that. That's a guy that has an edge. And I've started to see other nice guys around that clubhouse starting to flip a switch a little bit. You know, Hicks came on to R2C2 and he was like, we haven't done anything. It's time to get pissed. Like, it's time to be upset about that. I'm tired. I, I want to go out and, and destroy every team. So that's the mentality in the clubhouse. And then Cashman comes out here and, and contradicts that and just kind of resets the... The same old narrative that's been going on. But as as far as the actual comment itself, I mean, yeah, the Yankees went to game seven in 2017 in the LCS. One game away from the World Series. Doesn't mean that they're going to go on and win the World Series, right? So again, for Yankee standards, that's still a failure. 2001 for me was a failure. You know what I mean? Like, great, you went, but like you you lost. That's a failure. So I don't care about appearance drought it's just straight up failure so stop talking about the past no yankee fan brings up 2009 no smart yankee fan brings up 2009 you know what i mean so it's just like what at what point is there just going to be one cohesive message from top to bottom one cohesive this is who we are this is our standard this is what we expect so what i'd love to see are more quote graphics coming out of what the players' responses to this, because I want us, I, I want a CC, a Donaldson, a Hicks, a Judge, a Stanton to come out and just be like, "It doesn't matter. I'm done talking about the past." And yet, our our hanging on by a thread, thin ice GM can't let it go. I mean, for what it's worth, I think we can really give credit to the the comments section on this one. They they're all on board with you. I mean, they're talking about like somebody said. I've been a Yankee fan for 60 years. I don't like whining. Go win some games. Bingo. Somebody, somebody, which we didn't, re, I don't even think we addressed this yet, but uh, somebody said, easy, Brian, that letter is about to be made public. That'll be interesting when that finally comes to light. Um, can't blame your failures on another organization. That's poor leadership on your part, Cashman. So, I mean, yeah, be, people are getting it. I, I think Yankees Yankees fans are getting fed up more so than the front office. And that's not good. That's not good. We want our front office to be just as impatient and have just a high of standard. Um, now, 
as far as as far as like the letter that's I don't know what it is. I'm gonna go ahead and speculate that it's probably not anywhere near what the Astros allegedly did. I would say if anything, it's closer to like the Red Sox on that spectrum. You know what I mean? Something small like that. Because there's been too many veterans, specifically on the Yankee side, that are pissed about 2017 that make me feel like, well, you know, a veteran would have a good idea of what's going on in the clubhouse. If they knew that they were also cheating, would they be so openly critical or judgmental towards the Astros, knowing that their clubhouse is doing something similar, right? You wouldn't want to smear your credibility. You know, CeCe's not going to smear his credibility or legitimacy. He's pissed. He's, he's openly been pissed about 2017. So if he knows of something that's happening, I feel like he would have drawn that back the last few years. Do you know what I mean? Being less pissed, less angry. So it makes me feel like it can't be that bad. Obviously, it's not good. You know, like Randy Levine, president, GM, like the whole front office is trying to hush-hush everything. Obviously, it's something that's not good. But I, I wouldn't say it's going to be as bad as the Astros stuff. You know, that's kind of my ideology behind it. Time will tell. Time will tell. We, no one knows. Yeah, we won't know. Uh, Nate, Major League Baseball has announced that they're coming out with a Home Run Derby X, which still a lot of details coming out on it, but it's basically basically going to be a global tour for Major League Baseball. And it's going to be international. I see they're going to, they're going to have events in London, Seoul, Mexico City. Uh, I thought there was another one. I think that's what they have right now, as of right now. Um, but it looks like it'll be this year. Am I reading that right? Yeah, July 9th, September 17th, and October 15th. Um, basically, they're trying to, they're trying to go global with baseball. As yeah. As, They've already been trying to do in years past. Um, they're going to be having sort of a home run derby in these different locations using former players. Um, they're going to be using the four oldest franchises to represent uh, these teams. They got the New York Yankees, Boston Red Sox, the Dodgers, and the Cubs. Um, each team is going to be made up of one former player, major league player, uh, one female baseball or softball player, one player from the men's developmental system and one wild card who is a content creator. And so the players that are going to be represented uh, as former MLB players are going to be Yankees outfitter Nick Swisher, Red Sox outfitter Johnny Gomes, former Dodgers first baseman Adrian Gonzalez, and former Cubs catcher Giovanni Soto. Uh, initial reaction, I think we need to cool it on the marketing with labeling these guys as legends for these teams because I've Fair. seen that. And I, 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 I don't know if I could call any of those legends in any regard. Yeah. We, we, we use that too much anyway. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure as we get closer to the, the events, you're going to see marketing that's labeling them as goats and, and all this. It's like, uh, well, yeah, no, yeah, no, relax. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I like, I like it. I like that. Um, we're going to have different levels in there you know what i mean where we have like a recognizable name not a legend but a recognizable name and then having like you said softball was going to be involved as well yeah or the female baseball team like usa baseball and okay stuff. yeah so having 
different levels of that having like uh like a content creator involved as well like i think that's cool that's fun stuff it's it brings back fun it brings back a little bit of contrast as well like you're gonna have a content creator out there that probably isn't hitting anything 400 feet you know what i mean right so it gives a little respect on like maybe some of these retired guys like gomes is gonna run into balls he's gonna catch a few adrian gonzalez is gonna catch a few like they're gonna hit some balls and be like oh you're north north of 40 but you're still running into balls i think they're gonna be juiced baseballs by the way but no absolutely it gives you a little bit of contrast to, to say like wow well like you know maybe during a regular home run derby we kind of get washed out and we lose some of that flair where you just okay you know maybe oh that one was only six rows up in left field you know what i mean oh it was only 385 feet it's gonna give you contrast of like oh it's not that easily done by having those other tiers i don't know if the fences are gonna be close or whatever but either way it just brings back like fun just fun like that's what the home it's not supposed to mean anything. No, it's not supposed to mean anything. And look, honestly, regardless what your thoughts are on this whole project that they're crafting up for this year and potentially beyond, I mean, regardless what my thoughts are, you have to acknowledge that Major League Baseball is trying. Like, whether or not you think this is gonna be successful or not, like we're always saying, market the game. Market the players, and although they're not necessarily marketing current players, you're marketing the game, which then, yeah, I would imagine they're they're in in turn they're trying to bring people's attention to the current game and current players. It's like okay, like I can't knock it. It's like you're getting out there, you're trying to try and exciting. Yeah. Yep, you're, I agree. You're, you're doing, you're getting people's faces out there, people's names, people the these teams. Like I can't, I can't knock it. So. Yeah, Again, I, I like it. It's different. It's different, and regardless if I these, think it's going to be exciting, they're they're at least doing something, and yeah. it'll give us something to talk about and potentially right. be excited about. Well, what I was going to say is that it's it can serve as somewhat of a little bit of a history lesson as well. You know, like those are guys that we watched. Well, I don't know. We were still teenagers when they were playing. Right? It wasn't that long ago. Um, so. To where, okay, well, like maybe some of these teenagers or young kids that are like only know this current generation that's on TV, these current players, maybe it gives them an opportunity to kind of rewind because dad can be like, or, you know, older brother can be like, or uncle or whatever can be like, yeah, I watched Adrian Gonzalez back in the day and like, dude was a pure hitter, you know? And then it kind of brings up some conversation of, okay, well, like, show me. And then you pull up footage of what Adrian Gonzalez used to be. At one point, he was like, the feared hitter, you know? So it gives an opportunity to talk about slightly removed players while also bringing in guys that you know are going to have fun. Nick Swisher's going to have fun. Johnny Gomes is going to have fun. And they're not going to go out there and hit two or three home runs. They're going to put work in to make it successful and fun. And, and yeah, I'm excited about that part. So just curious to see how it develops moving forward, if they change guys each year or, you know, how, how it works. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
Last item here of housekeeping before we get into the questions. Uh, actually, news just broke minutes before we hopped on the podcast. Craig Kimbrell of the Chicago White Sox has been traded to the Dodgers for A.J. Pollock. Now look, I'm already in the DMs with people going back and forth about whether or not this was a good move. Liam Hendricks is the clo- I will stand by that. Liam Hendricks is the closer yeah. of the Chicago White Sox. Craig Kimbrell also a guy that needs to be pitching in the ninth inning. Regardless what either of them say, and we've talked about this on this podcast, Liam Hendricks was a was a, a teammate's teammate and came out and said, you know, look, like whatever I got to do, put me in the put me in the seventh, put me in the eighth. I don't care. Start me. I don't care. He's he's a nice enough guy where he's just going to say that. But you know, because we've watched Liam Hendricks pitch, even if you're not a fan of the White Sox or the A's when he was at the A's, like you've seen him pitch in some capacity. That guy is fueled by the the leverage of the ninth inning. That guy is the guy that you signed to a multi-year deal to be your closer. You brought in Craig Kimbrell for God knows what reason, and it didn't... It, to me, from my perspective, you may feel differently, Nate, but I didn't think it was a great fit. And I think oh, we kind of horrible. talked about that. And so the fact that people are saying, well, you can never have a strong enough bullpen, I disagree. I think if you have two guys that only thrive in the ninth inning because that's what they're conditioned to do and that's what they, that's where they, that's the situation they thrive in, I would argue that you're weaker by taking up two spots that belong to one guy. And for the White Sox, that spot belongs to Liam Hendricks because that's who you signed. Yeah, exactly. And, and Liam Hendricks wasn't one of those like old school closers that has kind of lost some stuff and he finds a new role in the seventh or eighth. Liam Hendricks is in his prime. He's only a few years removed from, you know, AL reliever of the year award. So what are we doing? That was that was question number one when it went down. What are we doing? Kimbrell has been up and down for a few years now as far as consistency goes. We know that he's not possible of changing. That era of closer is not capable of accepting a new role, especially when you go from, like, most dominant you know, to falling down uh, production-wise. You're not going to see Albert Pujols hitting 7th or 8th. That's just not how it works for those guys, right? That's similar to how it does go down in the bullpen. You can't bring in two guys that thrive in the ninth, like you talked about and expect one to pivot and have the same level of production. Pivot! Yeah. <laughs> Look at us dropping other... Other references outside other of the sitcom office. references. Yeah. How about it? So, I mean, that's that's the way I see it. That's the way I saw it from the jump. Um, th- this is officially a lost trade. Like it's official in the books when they when they let Magical go for Kimbrel. This just kind of secures the fact that the Cubs won that trade. Yeah, I mean, if you're the White Sox, you could have stuck with Hendricks and you could have had Magical. Magical. And been fine, but instead you decided to jump through hoops. Oh, no, let's bring in Kimbrel. Nope, let's right. trade away Kimbrel. Let's bring in Josh Harrison to fill the yeah. gap at second. Or uh, you know, Cesar Hernandez, like guys like yeah. that. And you're just like, well, you had a, a pretty bright future in Nick Magical. I don't understand what the point of that was. It's To me, it's really that simple. Like there's people that are going to try to justify like, no, bringing in Kimbrel was a smart. No, like you can, like you said, that we, we can close the book on this. You can look back. We have the it hindsight now. A failure. It, it, yeah, it was just an L. The White Sox fans just need to acknowledge you that. You didn't. You exactly. You didn't get everything you deserved out of 
out of Hendricks last year. You didn't get everything that Kimbrell is quite capable of just because that's how he is now. That's how he is. He's got a little bit of an ego. He's got an ego. He's got to be this is he's got to be manicured entirely for whatever scenario he's in. So I don't think it's that great. As far as this trade goes, I like what the White Sox did. Bringing in A.J. Pollock can fill that right field spot. Um, allows Liam, like we talked about, to go back to where he deserves to be. Dodgers, I mean, they've done a good job with their bullpen. You know, they filled up that bullpen with, with a lot of veterans. And a lot of guys that you have to guess are going to succeed. It yep. seems like Gratterall maybe just isn't closer mentality yet. I feel like I just it's, don't know if he's polished enough. Yeah, I feel like it's that, like his noggin. You know what I'm saying? It's the mentality that's not quite there yet. He's he's, he's got, he's got a of, harness. He's got to harness that energy a little bit. Just he's a too much bit. of like a gunslinger too. Like yeah. he just doesn't care. He's just gonna let it eat. Yeah. I don't care what happens. I'm throwing 110. Like that's my mentality. So can't have that, right? Um, as far as the the rest of the Dodgers bullpen, I actually took a screenshot where to go um, of a passing tweet. And I didn't realize that there were some some pretty decent names. Um, you know, some of the veteran guys like David Price, Tyler Anderson, stuff like that. They brought in Daniel Hudson. Um, Blake Trinan is still there, potentially for that setup role. Um, and then, you know, guys coming back at some point, Dustin May, rotation, you know, maybe he slides into the, to the closer role if Kimbrell doesn't quite work out. Interesting there. You Danny Duffy, options. Tommy Canely, there's options. So they shirt up the bullpen, um, and I think they're high on a, on a couple bats uh, that they've seen in the spring training game so far to to let Pollock walk. Yeah, I feel like he's been kind of rumored for a while. Like, what's the what's yeah. the deal with Pollock? I mean, he was on the if I recall, he was on the block once or twice a while back, and yeah. I guess they just didn't find anything they liked, but. Not yeah, a, not a bad I think I think he was here. a good Dodger. I think he was very productive. I don't think he got treated the best. Um now on the White Sox side, what makes me feel like there's another trade coming is you and I talked about this before of what's up with Sheets, what's up with Vaughn? I think Vaughn is going to be included with a trade to the A's to either get Manaya or Montas. Oof. I think Vaughn's going to be involved in that and I, that's what this move just did. It solidified wow. a solid outfielder in A.J. Pollock, a solid bat, can play center field if need be, right? That's what this move just did in my mind. So now Vaughn is going to be involved in a potential trade, and everyone has linked Manaya to the White Sox for the last few weeks anyway. So that's my speculation. I mean, not a bad, not a bad spot to be in. If you're the White Sox, you've got uh, options to chew from I see what you did there yeah well, why not you're good you're good at this hey do you want to do a podcast sometime um, I mean I'm down I feel like we'd be okay at it right we could call it like the we could call it the 30 take pod no I'm just kidding dirt. nobody would nobody Is would ever something call. we could could do dirt dirt diamonds there's there's a baseball something there play on words there somewhere <laughs> Uh, founded by former left-handed pitcher Rob Nelson, Big League Chew started from humble beginnings in the Portland Mavericks bullpen in 1977. For more than 40 years, the iconic pouches packed with shredded, flavorful bubble gum has become the number one shredded gum of athletes everywhere. 
Big League Chew has sold more than 900 million pouches. It's a lot of pouches. That's a lot. And it's designated as the Hall of Fame bubblegum. Grab some gum and head to Big League Chew's social media channels at Big League Chew on Twitter at Big League Chew Gum on Instagram to show off your Big League bubbles. You can also find a list of retailers or purchase any of their products directly from their website at BigLeagueChew.com. Man, you can do that in your sleep. I love it. Uh, Nate, let's get into some questions, shall we? Sweet. Let's do it. Admittedly, our uh, housekeeping turned more into like a spring cleaning day. It was big, yeah. A little (laughs) few minutes here and there. Um, All right, let's look at what we got here. All right, so admittedly, been working on this spring drop, which, by the way, what better time to mention that we got a spring drop. Check out all of the new merch that we dropped. Plenty of yeah. options. color options. We got shirts. We got uh, hats. We got shorts. We got the flag. I mean, we, we got options. Yeah, we got options. Um, but yeah, we've been work. We've been cranking out this spring line that dropped today, and admittedly, didn't have an opportunity to write down the names of the people that have asked the questions. Uh, but. We can still Whoops. just read. We can just read the questions off. Rude. I. You know me. You know when we do these DMs, I almost always write down the names, and I just you know Except, I can't no. I can't do it all. What have you done for me lately? That's fair. Well, we dropped a spring line, so that's what <laughs> we've done for you lately. Um. Le- all right. Let's look here. Uh, no real organization here. I'm just I'm just scrolling through the questions. All right. Uh. Someone says we saw, or someone asked, we saw a lot of no hitters this last season. How many will we see in 2022? Over, under at three and a half. Uh, over. I'm going to say over. Um, and here's why the shift is still involved. And I think it was a great point. I heard it specifically about Joey Gallo. Um, the shift is still involved. So a lot of these hitters are going to stay stubborn knowing that the shift will be gone by next year. So they're going to do their thing how they've always been doing it, which is beating baseballs right into the shift this year, knowing that, hey, it's going to be gone. Look, my brain is fried right now. Was the shift not banned starting this year? Is it next year? We still got it. Still got it this year. No changes this year. You're sure? No changes. Positive. No changes this year. The shift is still going to be around for 2022. Nothing happening until next year, as in the base enlargement, Ban of shift, pitch clock, any of that stuff will not go down until 2023. So this year we're going to see a shift. We're still going to have it. And like I said, those hitters that are most troubled with the shift are going to stay stubborn knowing that the shift is gone next year. They're not going to change their swing for one year when they can go back to what they used to do next year. So I'm going to say over three and a half. Mm, I'm going to say early too. I could probably lean towards potentially before – all-star break five over three. five six yeah. by the end of the first week <laughs> that's basically it's basically what we had last year didn't we wasn't it like a dozen before is, yeah pretty much before may i don't know uh if judge doesn't get his extension by opening day how big of a distraction will it be i don't think it'll be a distraction um yeah i don't think there's there's not too much that's a distraction when it comes to him yankees yes but to him, he just he knows how to answer questions. He's he's a professional. He's you know he's gonna keep it whether he feels that way or not. We'll never really see it. He knows how to answer questions. He knows how to handle the media. Still hasn't figured out what to do about that boombox. He hasn't learned his lesson. But I mean, if, if you say so, if if he's not a distraction, I'll I'll take your word for it. 
Um, let's see. You here. keep bringing stuff up from like four years ago. What ballpark do you and Nate? Did he not do it this last year? No, it was literally like 2018. No, 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 no. We're gonna we're gonna do a little digging here. That was 2018. Yes, I, I'm I'm aware of that. <laughs> no, I'm I'm. So what still, are we talking about? I'm still looking. Did he not do it before the wild card game? No, they just play music in the clubhouse like any other team everywhere. All right, either way, either way, it's not his fault that you could hear everything in Fenway because it's a hundred thousand years old. Best best ballpark in baseball. Speaking of ballpark, somebody said, "What ballpark do you and Nate plan on visiting this season?" We've we've chatted it up about a couple places. We talked about San Diego, maybe. I really would love to see Seattle. I've never been to Seattle. I would love to go up there summertime, check out some places. Like I would make that a trip. I would be there for like four or five days. Go have the the guys at the fish market throw me a fish. Yeah. I want to just one hand it like Larry Fitzgerald, sixty pound fish, just, just smacking me it. right in the right in the face. Just palm it. Yeah. Um that's my vote, Seattle. That's a yeah, but do you plan on visiting there or you just would you like to get up there? Because that's the two different things here. If we what if we lined it up to where we we could do two games in Seattle? What if there was a point where the Yankees and the Red Sox lined up playing this the Mariners back to back? And we could be in Seattle to catch the end of one series and the beginning of the next. I'm gonna, what if that was the dream scenario? I'm going to go ahead and say that that's not a thing. but I doubt it is, but hey, let's say, you never know. You know what? This is our podcast. We can take a, a second to pull up the Mariners schedule if we want to. And you know what? By golly, that's what I'm going to do. What are you I typing would, in? I'm just going to type in Mariners. Yeah, I've already got a schedule pulled up. AL East. You're going to scroll through the whole thing? Yeah, like all... I mean, guy, have you ever looked at the major league schedule? Just tap the next month. It's not not too much. All right, so we got the we got the Sox at home for the for the Mariners, uh, June tenth, eleventh, and twelfth. But the Yankees are not even a thought in June, so that's not that's not it. The Yankees are in Seattle in August, the eighth, ninth, and tenth. Okay, and yeah, that's it. No oh, this year. Too bad. Oh, no well. dice. That's cool. I mean, I'm not saying we have to go to a game just because it, you know, it's only if the Yankees or Red Sox are playing. I don't care about that. But I mean, we could stay. Cool. We could stay in Seattle for two months if you wanted to, like go there for the June series against the Sox, and then you know just kind of pitch a tent for a couple months and stay I for the the I'm August down. series. I'm down. I'm down for it. Perfect. Um, for me, I would say, yeah, I think San Diego. I don't know if I'm going to be able to get to to many this year. But I think if I was able to go to one to make if I was able to make it work, it'd probably be San Diego. Um or potentially LA. I don't know if I mentioned to you, but Meredith's sister is moving out to LA. Perfect. So we have a place to stay. May maybe catch a game out there. Although i I'll be honest with you. I've said it on here before, I'll say it again. I, don't I have no interest yeah. in going to Dodger Stadium. I just yeah. don't. Sorry. I I'd rather not get my head knocked off. Rather just go watch a baseball game. Stabbed. Yeah, I don't want to get stabbed. Um, let's see. What else we got? Is Byron Buxton due for an MVP season if healthy? That's every Byron Buxton headline for his entire career ever. You know, Sorry. that's well, unfortunately, that's like the headline for every top tier player. It's just a matter of, well, just can they healthy. win the MVP yeah. if they say healthy? I mean, we yeah. just heard about Jacob deGrom, maybe not even have getting the ball for opening day. Yeah. It's like these guys. These guys have to stay healthy. Otherwise, we can't just continue to to prop them up 
as yeah. this untouchable if they can't if you can't put up the numbers if you can't tally the games unfortunately I, somebody's got to take your spot if anything i see like more of an excuse for him to get hurt now that now that he has that big extension he's got a bag that's secure no matter what like now he can really play balls to the wall that's the way i see it so i yes he is capable of being an mvp but his style of play i don't know if we're ever going to see him over 150 games or 45 games, you know? Well, he'll probably play more than 45 games. Maybe not. No, I'm just kidding. I knew what you meant. Um, Someone says, who will have a breakout season and become the face of MLB in 2022? And to clarify, uh, this particular individual followed up with me in the messages, and they wanted to clarify by saying, who is somebody that maybe is a little off the radar who we've heard about, that will blossom into basically what they what they've mm. been projected to be, such as a Tatis or a Bichette or somebody like that. Not ba- not taking it over from Trout or Otani or whoever you want to call the face of baseball, but more of like a. I'm I'm leaning on what I said months ago, and I'm sticking with it. I told everybody I would stick with it. It's Luis Robert. That's my vote. Oof. I think I think this dude is just going to. I know we already pretty much know who he is, but like household name, probably not quite. I think he will be after this year. My vote's Luis Robert. Love that. Um, I'm going to... My other... Can I give you a, a another name? A 1B? Sure. Kyle Tucker with the Astros. Ah, I don't know if I like that pick as much. Ah, that kid can hit, dude. I'm, I've told you before, the only thing I can... And it's unfair to him, but it's just what's stuck in my brain is... That terrible, what was it? It was in the postseason, I think, back in like 18, where he had like 30 Ks. And I'm like, well, this this kid's not going to be up much longer. And here we are being part of the lineup. He's being named as the the breakout star in 2022. I like both my picks. The, so I like Luis Robert. Give me a 1 and, and a 1B. I don't know if I have a 1B. I don't even know if I have a 1. Is it lazy to say Wander Franco? Like, now that, give him a give him a full year. Yeah, I think that's a good. That's this a good be one. his like eighth. That's rookie, fair. His eighth rookie this rookie season. I know. <laughs> Him and Randy Rosarena are still rookies. The 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 kid's just gonna have a glitch on his baseball card every year moving forward. It's just gonna have that rookie <laughs> cup on it. Um, yeah, that'd probably be my pick. Honestly. All right. Um, let's see. Yeah, if the Tigers are around five hundred at the break, do you see them as buyers this year? Hmm. That's a tough one. I don't know. I hey, you know where I stand on the Tigers. I'm gonna say yes. I'm gonna say no. And and because they have young guys that they're relying on, you know, we already know what Javi Baez is gonna do. And I, I think we can all agree it's he's coming with great defense, a lot of K's and a lot of a lot of bop, right? Torkelson, we're still kind of waiting on on what we see out of him. So that kind of locks down first base and DH. Um, Scope at second. We already kind of you know know what we're going to get out of him. Um, Riley Green tearing it up so far in spring. Looks really good in right field. So I think there's young guys. If they are succeeding, it's it's going to be because those young guys are taken off. Casey Mize finally kind of fills that role of of that you know top draft pick. I think it's going to be because those young guys are succeeding and I don't I'm just I don't know if 
they're going to bring in some veteran that would potentially get in those young guys' way. I don't know. Just for a rental. I don't think they're – I don't think – yeah. I'm going to say no. I'm gonna, I like I like the idea of the Tigers being better. I do. Yeah, that's that's kind of where I stand with them. Um, are the Giants just a one-season wonder, or should we be expecting similar success? I'm kind of leaning towards one year wonder. <laughs> Honestly, that's kind of where I'm leaning to. Yeah. And I don't want to I don't want to hint too much at where we're going to uh fall on these picks for our hot takes and predictions episode next week, but uh yeah, I I, I, I think there's a, I I think there's just a lot of teams that got better and I didn't really see too much of that from the Giants. Brought in some some decent arms for the rotation. Not even in, as an addition, more as like a replacement. Yeah, exactly. To fill, so, fill I mean, wood. like there's certain guys that will be studs. They'll do their thing. Brandon Belt's always going to do his thing. Logan Webb, real deal, right? Yaz. The guys like that are just going to do their thing. Brandon Crawford. But eh, I think that was it, man. That was just a little flash in the pan. What's your guys' favorite opening day moment? As as far as generic or is it like a specific moment in history? I don't know. It's kind of an open-ended question. Generic moment is my favorite is is for sure the national anthem flags being out flyover that's like my generic moment. Oh, so you're moment. going like generic? Yeah, generic. yeah. yeah like I that's think my favorite like, moment of the whole day. Yeah, I guess I don't know if I have like a specific opening day moment in history. Uh, the one I can think of recently. I don't know if it's my favorite. I'd have to think on it some more. But it was 2018. Was that the year? Yeah, it would have had to have been 2018. Who was it? Was it Ian Happ that led off the first game of the season with the home run? It was. It was. Yeah, it was, it was like in Miami. Pitch, wasn't it? Yeah, it was in Miami. I don't remember who. Was it the? I think it was the Cubs and the Marlins. Was it Ian Happ? I need to look this up. It's going to bother me now. Um, but uh, that's when I was working at Duke, and I remember it was. It was actually really cool. We had a. We had a number of. Uh, big baseball fans in the office. I mean, we're mm-hmm. Duke Athletics, so it's bound to be some baseball fans in there. Sure. And we all went into like the conference room, and we kind of it was kind of understood that we weren't going to be working for the next few sure. hours. So we all went in. We even had like we had food brought in, which was really cool. Kind of made it like this little national holiday kind of thing, Sweet. as it should be, as yeah. it should be. By the way, yeah. Um, and we all sat down and we started eating, and literally within seconds. Uh, the the home run happened and everybody was just losing it. But um, I I'm almost positive. That's a cool moment. Who was? I've that? also never been to an opening day game. I haven't either. Which is a little sad. No, it wasn't Ian Happ. Who was it? It was Ian Happ. Yes, first pitch of the 2018 season. That's what it was. See, I, my recall yeah. still there. Yeah, recall still there. Um, let's see here. Does Trevor Bauer play this year? I don't know, man. I don't know. I have no idea what's going on with that. Major League Baseball is in a pretty tricky spot with that because it's like, yeah. okay, are we going to... I feel like the Dodgers are operating as if they, they won't have them. Which I feel like, like they, they don't kinda, even want them. You kind of just need to at this point, honestly. Yeah. You can't be holding holding your breath on that. And it's it's the Dodgers. They don't need to hold their breath. Sure. They can just open their checkbook. I like I, it's They're fine. I, he's like in he's in baseball timeout for sure weird little limbo and if I'm, this Dodgers thing doesn't work out you know there's going to be a team that doesn't care about optics whatsoever regardless I just want to go on record as saying I know that the that the case has been has it has it's been officially closed right 
at least from a, a legal le- a legal yeah, side. Yeah, legal standpoint, there's it's uh not guilty, I believe. It's like I okay, so I understand that, but from an optic standpoint, we're dealing with more than just the verdict. We're, I mean, as yeah. we all know, Trevor Bauer is a little yeah. quirky, so dealing with the optics, there's going to be a team that just doesn't care whatsoever. They're like, yeah, we'll take him. It's not like we're, we're never going to see Trevor Bauer. It's fully guaranteed, though. So, like, I don't think he's going to be playing for anyone else if he does play this year. It, it has to be Dodgers. Right. Um, I'm just saying, like, once once the dust settles with all this, however long that may take. I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no. Um, I, I'm just basically leaning towards, like, let's stay in timeout, let this stuff kind of blow over a little bit. He's getting paid anyway. And he's weird enough to know his body and how he works out and what he's going to need. And like, I, I think he's, I think this is kind of a, yeah, I think he's out the whole year knowing that he can come back next year, get paid by somebody and feel like he is confident enough to still be just as effective. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and say that he doesn't. That's my, that's my gut feeling. And if I'm being totally transparent and Frank here, I'm, I'm perfectly okay with that. Like beyond what happened yeah. with the, with the legal side of things, I just I, he is really I don't know. He's yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm good. Nah, I don't want to say any more about it. Um, let's see which 2022 team has the moxie of the 2004 Red Sox taking shots of Jack before elimination games. Mm, the moxie. It's a great word, by the way. Moxie. Well, I'll, t- I'll let you take this one first. You know more about that t- that team, so. Well, I mean, I think just generally, like which which team has a little bit of like a, I don't know, like not necessarily a star bit of studded. No, nah, I think prove. it's more. I think it's more of like an fu kind of edge to them. Like, like whatever. Well, we know what we got to do. We're gonna go do it. That kind of team. Hmm. That is tough. Uh, give me, give me the Brewers. I'm gonna. You know what? Give me the Braves. And you're saying, oh, defending World Series champions. For that exact reason, I feel like the Dodgers feel incredibly disrespected from a national media perspective right now because you're talking about the Mets within their own division. You're talking about the Dodgers. You're talking about the can the Giants stay relevant and, and repeat what they did last year? Can the Padres be what everybody expected them to be last year? And the Braves are sitting here over here going, uh, did you forget about us? And so I think they're going to... I don't know. I think there's going to be a little bit of an edge to them this year. I don't know how that's going to manifest itself, but I think there's there's going to be a little bit of you know that that bulletin board material yeah, type. I get what you're saying. I was year. trying to go more of like the the roster construction similarities, um, not necessarily a whole bunch of stars on the Brewers. You well, have I think you're focused. That's you're, like you're you focusing I mean? on the '04 Red Sox as a as a roster. I think he's saying. I think they're just saying like that kind of well, I thought that goes into thing. that swagger i think that sure, goes into yeah. the attitude a little bit sure it's like you know underappreciated under why not us yeah under the radar we're not being talked about that's kind of how i feel about the brewers and you've got like one of those you know what i mean one of those stars in christian yelich that still has something to prove um and then you have a bunch of guys that are like good at baseball that just don't get noticed you know what i mean like adamas and like corbin and Woodruff and Hader, you know, it's just guys that are like that are good, but they're not household names. And I'm wondering if Craig Council can just turn up that attitude just a little bit. He's the one I'm I'm a little concerned with as far as let loose and play hard. 
Which low spending slash budget team makes a run this year? We're kind of dancing along that that thin line of getting into our hot takes predictions episode. We are, we are. <laughs> We're dancing a little bit here. Uh, um, low spending team. Hmm, kind of a cop out to say Rays. They're always low spending. I mean, I don't. Yeah, but I don't. Uh, yeah, I see what you're saying, but I don't think you can put Rays and make a run in the same sentence like they're okay. at, yeah, at this point yeah. i think they're kind of expected to, to okay. be in the conversation uh did you say spending. seat nate seeky because the answer to all your ticket needs are you looking for tickets do you have plans of friends or family to make it to an upcoming game or concert or are you even looking months ahead to nail down a date to get tickets before they sell out with SeatGeek, you can find tickets to games concert shows and even theater performances with just a few easy clicks we're making it even better for you if you're a first time user of SeatGeek. Next time you add some tickets to your cart, use our promo code the the number three the number zero take pod at checkout to save twenty dollars instantly off your first purchase as a first time user. It's all you got to do to save some of that cold hard cash. Enter promo code the the number three the number zero take pod at checkout. I don't know if I have an answer yet. Why why do I wanna why do I wanna say like the Diamondback? We talked about them last week. Yeah, no, yeah, but I think our I think our perform. But I think our conclusion on that was that we're going to see an uptick in wins, but it's not going to amount to anything. I think is kind of where we settled last last week or last episode. Uh low spending, make a run. I don't know. I guess hey, I pirates. Mean, why not, not us, man? Yeah, no, there's I'm not too playing. many options. There's really not too many options. There's a lot of teams that spent money this year. So yeah, you can't say it's not like you can say the Rockies. Like, look at the money they're right out. So I, I I don't know Royals. Royals, why not us? Yeah, we still got to figure out our team. Oh, which by the way, I don't know why this just came to mind. Do you remember the twenty first night of September? No, do you remember uh, a while back? I don't even remember when this was made. Do you remember me setting a reminder in my phone to where I I was trying to remind myself to not change my mind on the fraud idiot, fraud angels idiot? Do you remember me setting that reminder in my phone? No, <laughs> because we're talking about the angels and I, we, I had to come to a decision on whether or not I thought the angels were going to be legit this year. And we, when did we set that date? I can't remember when we had this conversation, but it was months ago because this reminder has been on my phone for months and it went off in my phone a couple of days ago. It was like the day after our last episode. And I was like, I need oh, to remember yeah. to mention that. Oh, and so maybe it was supposed to be lined up with like opening yeah, day. That's, okay. that's what it was. Yeah. So yeah. don't, so I said, the, the reminder says, don't change mind on fraud angels, idiot. So just want to go on record as saying I, I have not changed my mind on the angels. I think they're I think they're a bunch of frauds. I don't think they're going to do anything of worth this year. Just wanted to clarify. Um, So where did we settle? Royals for you? I guess. I don't love that answer, but I yeah. I guess. That'll work. Um, Let's see. Is anybody going to be able to beat James this, le- this year in the fantasy league? That's Hell yeah. Come nice on. try, James. Come on, James. Nice try. Seen a DM talking third person. Try, try winning, try winning a postseason series that is more than a week, James. <laughs> the settings have been changed. It's a fluke. That's like making it to the World Series and having a one-game playoff. Like, th- no, that's not how that's not how baseball was designed to be played. Getting called out, James. Fraud. You want to talk about fraud? <laughs> Let's just go ahead and lump James into the conversation with the Angels. Try try winning an actual series. Safe to say, safe to say, fantasy baseball this year is gonna be hot. 
Fantasy baseball. If you're listening to this and you're not in the fantasy baseball league, you haven't been in the league prior to the season or you're not in the league this season, you better be ready to... to Buckle up because we're going to be talking about it. Well, no, I'm saying you need to be ready to throw your throw your hat in the ring in, in future seasons because I'm telling you, fantasy baseball gets spicy. Honestly, though, and I don't know if we already talked about it, what's cool is that like our league last year created a new league this year. So maybe we just keep that running. And 10 years down the road, we've got a ton of leagues going. Got, we're in like a dozen leagues. We've got like 12 <laughs> straight days where we have drafts lined up. Yeah. I want to get to the point where we have multiple drafts going on at the same time. And you and I have to like buy multiple computers to just straight devices going everywhere. Tablet, like phone, laptop. The ESPN notification sound. Just, <laughs> you hear it in your While sleep. recording. You hear it in your sleep. Um, trying to see here. Got a couple more. Um, Dark Horse World Series winner. I think we'll get nah, into that. Come on now. You know what's coming next. You can't bring that up. Can't be bringing that up. Projected standings. A lot of people don't realize that that's we're what right this there. next episode is for. We are right there. We are right there. Um, I'll be honest with you. A lot of these remaining ones are related to oh, our hot takes episode. All creeping in that territory. So maybe we just call it. It's fair. I mean, there's some more on here, but for the sake of time, we should probably, probably hang it. Hang it up. Buckle up, folks. Next episode is going to be a yeah. doozy. It's going to be big. It's going to be big. Um, safe to say, I, I think, I don't know if it's definite yet, but it's safe to say we're only going one episode next week. Yeah. No, um, we already decided. It'll be yeah, one. It'll be a yeah. meaty one. So big, you'll, big have, one. you'll have the week leading up to opening day to, yeah. to tune in. Yeah, we're gonna knock it out and uh, let you let you guys have plenty of time to listen to it because we're gonna go over a lot of stuff, a lot of predictions, a lot of weird, you know, hot takes, and yeah, that's all I'm gonna say. It'll be nice, yeah, be real nice. Uh, I think we already mentioned, go check out the shop. Got new merch dropping. Yes, get dude, geared up for the so, season. We came up with some sweet hats. Go look at the new hats at the very least. But uh, if you're a fan of sh- like the the fleece shorts, like the sweat. Sweatpants shorts. We got some of those now. So get in there. Get in there a little bit. Check it out. Get your hands dirty a little bit. Check out yeah. the the number three, the number zero, takepod.com slash store, and it'll all be right there for you. Bingo. Don't go chasing curveballs, folks. We love y'all. And as always, looking forward to talking more baseball with you guys soon. Until next time, stay filthy.